Well, hello, everybody. I'm Kay. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Encouragement Fuel for the Journey, where I believe encouragement is fuel for our journey. Now, on this podcast, I want to encourage and empower you to fulfill your God-given destiny by sharing some insights and truths found in the Word of God. Each week, we'll dive into the Word and explore how we can overcome challenges, find purpose, and positively impact the world. Now, whether you're a seasoned believer or just starting to explore your faith, I believe that the the Word of God can transform your life and bring you hope and encouragement. So join me today as we get fueled through encouragement in the Word of God. Well, hello, everybody. This is Kay with Encouragement Fuel for the Journey. Listen, thank you so much for joining my podcast today, Season 1, Episode 6. And we're going to talk today about why the Word of God yeah, as that's, that's, that's a question. Why the word of God? That's what we're going to um, dive into today. And before we do so, you know, I have to remind you about this season we're in, right? We are in the season of the open door. We're in the year of the open door. So um, we have to begin to posture ourselves to go through the open door. I promise you, God is about to open up some doors for many of us, but are we going to be ready to go through these open doors? So God's agenda, and he does have an agenda. And not only does he have an agenda, this is what I need you to understand. He needs you and I to fulfill his agenda here on the earth. So God's agenda requires an open door. An open door requires obedience. Obedience requires alignment and alignment requires us to shift. So let's go ahead and make the shift so that we can be ready to go through the open door. Oh, glory to God. That excites me every single time. Be excited about the open door because he has one for you. So our fuel point number one for why the word of God is this. The word of God guides you. It directs you. Glory to God. Psalms uh, 119.105 says this. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Did you hear that? It says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What do we use lamps and lights for? To provide us uh, illumination, right? So that we can see what way to go, so that we can have proper direction, make sure we're not stepping on anything dangerous or harmful, uh, or hazardous or harmful that would hurt us, making sure that we are avoiding pit, you know, uh, pit holes or, um, and things like that roadblocks. We need illumination to make sure that it lights our way, right? So that we won't be in the dark fumbling around in the dark. And that's what the word does for us. It gives us illumination. I want to encourage you today that if you haven't been going to the word of God to get direction, instruction, and wisdom, please do because the word of God is full of wisdom. It's full of strategies of, and, and instructions, you would be surprised how specific the word of God can be for your particular situation. Oh, so I want to encourage you today, get in the word of God and let the Holy Spirit begin to guide and lead you inside of the word of God as to what your next steps will be. It does provide light. It does provide illumination. Oh, but not only that, it'll provide you comfort. It'll provide you joy, glory to God, and it'll provide you wisdom, all that you need to make sure 
sure that you're not walking around in the dark. Can I tell you something? God doesn't want us walking around in the dark. He wants us to stay in his word so that we can continue to have our, our path lit by his word so that our feet continue can continue to be guided or our lives, if you will, will continue to be guided by his word. Also, the word says in Matthew four and four that it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Glory to God. Everything that that you need for living for life is found in the word of God. So don't neglect the word of God. Don't neglect to read the word of God. And if you've done so, that's okay. Just go ahead and start from today. Why don't you just set aside five to 10 minutes a day? You have to start somewhere, right? And begin to read the word of God. Get a devotional, begin to read the word of God. You'll be surprised how he begins to speak to you through the word of God, providing light, providing illumination, providing instruction, because God wants to guide you through his word. Glory to God. So fuel point number one, the word guides you. Fuel point number two, the word transforms and equips you. Oh, that's a good one, right? I'm going to read to you Romans 12 and two, and I'm going to read it out of the the Amplified Classic. It says, do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after, adapted to its external superficial customs. Did you hear that? It says, but what? Be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and new attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Oh, that is so good. Listen, the word of God is meant to transform our lives, transform our lives. So the word says, be not conformed to this world. Uh, uh, let, let's take a look at that real quick. So the word conform, um, it can mean to pattern after, right? It, it means to be shaped by, or to be pressed into a mold, right? So you have a mold and, and, and it means to be pressed. Like you have some clay and you press a clay into a mold. Then all of a sudden that clay will take on the shape of that mold. That's what happens when you conform to this world system, to this world way of doing things. You, you conform, you begin to take on the shape. You begin to take on the ideology. You begin to, if, if you're not careful, take on the belief systems of the world. So when something is pressed into a mold, it takes on the shape or or it looks it looks uh whatever like whatever the mold is and god doesn't want you to look like the world he doesn't want you to think like the world he doesn't want you to pattern yourselves after the world but the word says to be transformed and that's exactly what the word does it transforms you let's look at that word transform real quick that word transform actually comes from a greek word uh metamorpho and and that's where we get the word metamorphosis metamorphosis and it, it it's it's a change watch this that happens from the inside out Ooh, glory to god did you hear that it's a, it's a change that happens from the inside out so watch this when a caterpillar changes into a butterfly oh that's a motor, that's a metamorphosis right there and this is so this is so amazing when i was studying this out that when, when the when the caterpillar changes uh, and it goes into the cocoon, goes in, right? And it changes. And when it comes out of the cocoon, it's, it's now this beautiful butterfly. 
It's it's a totally different creature, if you will. It looks it's it's totally different, and that's what the word do, does. It transforms you from the inside out to where you begin to look totally different. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, "If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away." It, it, no, it says, "All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new." You are new, but a lot of times, in order f- for you to reflect the newness of your born again experience, you have to begin to, um, renew your mind and let the word of God transform your mind and your thought process and the way you think so that you can come out of alignment with the world and come in alignment with the word of God. Oh, the word of God is powerful. Glory to God to transform you. So let the word of God transform you, but it also equips you, right? And Hebrews 4.12 says this. This is also in the Amplified Version. It says, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing lines of the breadth of life, uh, of the soul, and, and the immortal spirit, and of the joints, and of the marrow, of the deepest part of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of our heart. Woo! That is so, so good. I, I tell you what, the word of God is so powerful and it's so alive. And, and so what happens when you begin to tr- let the, allow the word to transform you? What, what it does, it, it's, it's alive. So watch this. That's why sometimes when you read the word, uh, you'll, you'll sometimes feel conviction, not condemnation. There's a difference. You'll feel convicted. The word will begin to draw you into God's way of seeing things and viewing things and doing things. And it, and it will separate the soulish things from the spiritual things and, and, and cause you literally to become new from the inside out. Oh, that's so exciting. Final scripture on this point, second Timothy three, 16 through 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Glory to God. So what, what am I saying? The word of God will equip you for every good work, not some, every good work. The word of God will equip you. We, it will equip you because it's alive. Glory to God. And it's breathed out by God and it's profitable. And it, it, it will teach you. It will correct you. It will train you for every good work so that you can bring glory to God in every area of your life. Oh, I don't know about you, but I feel like I need to run and make sure I my mind is, is continually being transformed because I want to be used in every good work of God. Glory to God. So finally, fuel point number three, the word is powerful. It's the very authority of God. Glory to God. Matthew 8, um, 5 through 11, and then 13. And again, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. It says, as Jesus went into uh, Capernaum, a centurion came up to him, begging him and saying, Lord, my servant boy is lying at the house, paralyzed and distressed with intense pains. And Jesus said to him, I will come and restore him. 
or, you know, I'll come and heal him. But the centurion replied, this was a soldier now, guys, uh, a Roman soldier. The The centurion replied to him, Lord, I am not worthy or fit to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant boy will be cured. Did you hear that? He said, speak the word. What are we talking about? Why the word? He said, just speak it. And then he goes on to say, for also I am a man subject to authority with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my slaves do this and he does it. Wait a minute. Do you understand what this guy was saying? Because the Bible says when Jesus heard this verse 10, he marveled and said to those who followed him. I tell you truly, I have not found so much faith as as this with anyone even in Israel. Listen to this. I don't understand if you understand the gravity of of what this man was saying. He was saying, I'm an authority. I'm a soldier. I'm a centurion soldier. He said, I have not only am I under authority, I have soldiers under my authority and servants and, and, and the likes. And when I tell them to go, they go. When I tell them to do this, they do it. So he said, Jesus, I don't need you to come. Oh, I'm getting excited, y'all. He said, I need you to simply send your word because I understand that you have such authority and your word has such authority that your word will listen to you when you send it. Y'all, do you hear that? He said, if you will send your word, you won't have to come because your word will get there. Even if you're not there physically, your word will obey you and your word will go and heal my servant. Oh my God, that is so powerful. Look at the power of the word of God. Look at the power and the life and the authority of the word of God. He says, if you send the word, your word will obey you and it will go do what you tell it to do. So you don't have to come. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you, we, it's important to get into the word of God, to know the word of God, to speak the word of God, to pray the word of God, to decree the word of God, declare the word of God, because the word of God is power and it carries authority. Oh, glory to God. So watch this. Verse 13. Then to the centurion, Jesus said, go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant boy was restored to health at that very moment. Or another translation said that very, that self same hour. Woo. I'm excited about that. I don't know about you, but that really got me excited about the the authority and the power of the word of God. So I, so why the word of God? Well, let's recap why the word of God, why the word of God, because the word guides you and it will instruct you. It'll provide light. It'll provide illumination to darkened situations. And then fuel point number two, the word transforms and it equips you glory to 
God. So you won't have to be conformed to what everyone else is doing and thinking the way everybody else is thinking and worried the way everybody else is worried, but you literally can be transformed. You, you can become something totally new inside of the word of God. And then fuel point number three, the word is powerful and it is the very authority of God. That is why it is important to be in the word, to make the word, watch this, first place in your life. Oh, glory to God. Oh, I hope you're excited um, about the word as I am. I tell you, I am excited about the word. It is a living word. Aren't you glad that we serve a living God and we have a living word? So uh, I just want to pray for you today and I hope that you're encouraged. And you know what? I Next, next, uh, Next week, I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to talk a little bit about what it really means to transform your mind, to to have a renewed mind. And we're going to talk about some steps and, and strategies about what that looks in a more of a practical way, how to renew your mind in the word of God in a more practical way. So make sure you stay tuned with me and uh, and, and come back next week to, to join in that uh, podcast. Listen, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice, what precious people they are, Father God. You love them. You have a plan for their life. And I thank you and decree and declare that everyone under the sound of my voice will complete, will fulfill their God-given destiny. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that they will fall in love with your word. I pray that they will make your word first place so their word can begin to be a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path so that it can guide them. I pray that the word, uh, as they begin to put the word first place and begin to meditate on the word, that the word will transform them and equip them, Father, for all that you've called them to do. And finally, God, I pray, Lord God, that as they lean in and line and come in alignment and speak the word and pray the word and, and trust the word, that they will know and they will experience the power and authority of the word of God in their lives. Bless your people. Encourage them today. Oh God, blow a fresh uh, wind of momentum on them, Father, as they continue to advance the kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. And you know, as always, remember, oh, you got this. Well, thank you for listening to the Encouragement Fuel for the Journey podcast, where I believe that encouragement is the fuel for our journey. Now, if you were encouraged inside of the word today, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. Be sure to join us next week as we continue to get fueled in the word and provide the encouragement you need to keep moving forward. And remember, you got this.